Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Bone, hugs, and harmony. So you have clearly gone in a different direction. You gave me free reign to do this. Once you opened up the hip-hop world, and it's the first of the month. I love it, man. Wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. That's the name of the song, which I like it, man. It's cool. And I know that there will be people who enjoy this. Karen Holloway in the house. I love seeing, love seeing that name jump up. Hello, hello. Good Cleveland, Ohio. So shout out to Ann Gottwald coming from Ohio. That's where uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony came from. Is that right? They're an Ohio group? They're, they're, they were an oh, Ohio wow. group. They were really, really popular. And ah, Ann got it. Nice jam, she said. Ann got it. Scott Garbo got it. Here's a cool thing, though. I, I will tell you this that tomorrow is the anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opening in Cleveland. Wow. I did not know how about, that. How about Ooh. that? So they were a Ruthless Records, uh, you know, artist, which Ruthless Records was Eazy-E and NWA when they really started to branch. You lost me. E. You lost me. <laughs> so I am a, I'm, you know, for me, things that I'm, I'm, you know, passionate about, I like to know where they come from and how they work. So I love that. Uh, I love it that. is the first of the month, September 1st. Welcome to September and shout out to all the Virgos out there because we, it is officially our month. We get to do it again, man. So the, one of the coolest things that I've always been attracted to in sales is that, you know, it's new game. Wipe the slate clean. What happened in August happened. Nothing you can do about it. You know, if you're not happy with the results, you can change it with your behavior in September. So, uh, you know, it's like, uh, okay, scoreboard's clean. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's do and some stuff. There's no better time than to change your focus from being on the scoreboard to being on the activity. Um, you know, that's me. I, I had a long conversation about that yesterday about, you know, sales training and sales culture and inside of people's businesses. And most people are training people on the number. They're talking about the number. Every time they meet with their manager and they're managing their activities, they're managing their expectation. Here, this is what you have to do. They're not talking about anything about what you're actually doing. So changing your focus to the number is going to be what it's going to be. Don't focus on that. Attack every day with the activity is and, the focus. And changing behavior is a billion-dollar industry. I mean, that's why people are, you know, when people market to you and they tell you if you drink a Corona, you're going to be like Snoop on the beach, man, you know. I mean, that's marketing. They're trying, they're spending millions of dollars trying to get you to change your behavior, buy a different product, do a different thing. If you do this, you're going to have more sex. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing in, in sales, unless you're willing to change the behavior, do, you know, move new muscles, you're not going to get the results. So, uh, good, good stuff, man. Lots of, uh, lots of people rolling in today. I think they come to see you, Mark. So, uh, 
you should be pretty proud. It is Takeover <laughs> Tuesday. I mean, you're here to see me, aren't you? Every morning. You can count <laughs> on me, baby. Um, so I really, I really don't. I'm not. I'm not into the astrology stuff. I'm not super into the moons. I get that it probably has some kind of effect, but for the Virgos out there, our horoscope for this month actually says, let the ideas flow. And at the end of the month, you can sift through the harvest and see which of those crops are keepers, but let it go, right? Get out there, get creative, super excited about that. So uh, here we go. Starting the first off and the way we like to start things is with the hall of shame from LinkedIn and email. And I have a couple Hall of Fames. I got a couple good ones. So share. first of all, I'm really happy that you went the other way. We're going to show some good examples. So I'm really thrilled by that. Before you jump in, I want—I had a great conversation with somebody fairly new to the huddle, David Phillips. Um, he sort of was new. He got introduced by Larry Long. Thank you, Larry. Uh, introduced to me. We started BSing, and uh, we had a you know really great you know virtual cup of coffee. But he was vehement about how he loves the fact that we are dropping real examples because that's the best way to learn is that this is what people are doing. And he goes, I can't believe you guys show up every day with new content and new stuff. So shout out to David. And I'm glad that today you're going to go some of the other way to, uh, to show people how it should be done. So first one, bad one, really bad. Mark, really Johnson. bad. Really Mark bad. Johnson, who sends me a message through in mail. Okay. And his first thing is, hi, Mark. Thanks for connecting. First of all, we haven't even connected because you sent this to me through InMail. We're not connected yet. I wanted to reach out to see if you might be interested in owning your own business or expanding on your existing business portfolio. So obviously, you know absolutely nothing about me because you don't know that I'm in a family-owned business, which is what we do. I help motivate people to navigate the waters of finding the right business opportunity for themselves. If you would like to schedule a short call to learn more, please call, please see my calendar below. There is no cost to my help. If this isn't of interest to you at this time, there's a way I may be able to help you in your business. Please schedule some time for us to talk further and hopefully we can help one another. Mark. Awesome. So are, are you, I think you're secretly trying to tell me that you want out of the family business. You've been <laughs> in four months and you've had enough of working with me and I get it. <laughs> so unbelievable. I mean, just as cold as it could possibly get, goodbye, no chance. This one, he got me a little bit. I gave this guy a chance. Robert Hi, honey. comes in, he says, and I respond, no blank. I respond, thanks for the invite. Do you mind me asking what made you want to connect? And he says, like your winning business attitude. And I was like, all right, he tried. I'll give him, I'll give him a little bit of leeway here. I connect and say, thanks, Robert. Glad to have you on board. Is there anything that I can do to help? And immediately, thank you for connecting. Oh, here's the pitch. Your family completely canned response. Like almost like he didn't even respond to the message that I sent. He just copy and pasted and inserted anybody who connects with me gets this message immediately. So ladies and gentlemen, the automation of connecting, we cannot tell you enough how bad it is. Okay. I want to make a uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Go. Okay. So two Hall of Fames I got for you. Aaron Fowler. Hey, Mark. I actually started watching the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. I've, I've been in sales since February, so fairly new and always looking for good insight. Awesome. Told me that he watched the huddle, told me that he's looking for good insight. 
I'm willing to hop on a virtual coffee with that guy all day, every day to figure out what he's doing, how his new venture is going and how I can help. He made an investment of time and energy in knowing something about you. It's not all that hard. It's just not that hard. <laughs> Literally two sentences that I'm like, yep. Not that hard. Right? Let's go. Jonathan G. Cameron. You bet. Aaron Fowler in the house. Man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, so, man. Jonathan G. Cameron. You bet. I've seen your posts like by Mutual Connections in the past, actually. You had some compelling content, but to be honest, I don't think I engaged with any of it. Then I saw your name come up as a LinkedIn connection suggestion, so I shot you a connection request. I've only recently become much more active on the platform, so I appreciate the time and dedication it takes. Look forward to seeing your content, Mark. Boom. Winner. Winner, winner. Like This is a guy that no matter what happens now, as the platform evolves, engages, if something happens where we're connected in something, I have no problem firing him a message. He can fire me a message. We should have a virtual coffee. That is building a real relationship in a virtual environment. Got to love it. Absolutely got to love it. Kudos, kudos. A quick shout out. Cannot believe who just joined the huddle. My good friend, Johnny Earl. Johnny Earl. Johnny. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Johnny Earl is, he makes the coolest t-shirts on the planet. He's awesome. I'm so glad he's in there. Uh, congratulations. I hope fatherhood is going great for you. And thank you for joining the huddle. A quick shout out to my first lady who's back in town and back in a routine. She's in the huddle. Good morning, Michelle Esposito. Thank you. But I do want to add this to what you said, the Hall of Fame. So I, if you could just imagine that LinkedIn is a 24-hour Starbucks. And you have the opportunity to walk in. And I want you to remember the days that we used to go in and stand online for coffee. How stupid was that, by the way? But we stood online. If the person in front of you was talking about your hometown or they happen to wear, be wearing a Johnny Cupcakes t-shirt, right? There's a piece of commonality staring in your face. You wouldn't jump into the conversation with, hey, by the way, can I talk to you about my product so that you can buy it? You look like a complete moron, right? You would say, hey, man, I heard you talking about New York. I'm from New York or restaurant or food or whatever. It's the same thing if you take real life behavior and put it in uh, this digital world, this digital marketing place that we're doing it. Good morning, Chuck Dodd, who is new to South Florida, working for the DEX team. So uh, anyway, take over. Dude, awesome stuff. So great job to those people. Some current events that are happening, which we like to, you know, we at this point, the, the structure has gone from music, welcome, Hall of Fame, shame, right? A little bit of content that, that you can share and then on to the nuggets of the day. But apparently the uh, excitement of working in the office has officially worn off for people because there are legitimate fights happening within offices about, uh, invasion of personal space, use of sanitizer, mask, common areas. Who's doing what? David Donald. Good morning. So um, here's a story for you, right? In the from the Wall Street Journal. When Matt true Wells, story. True story. When Matt Wells returned to the office mid-April. He was surprised to see a note pinned to a colleague's cubicle, urging people to keep their distance. I thought it was an overreaction to the coronavirus pandemic. He said. Now, not only does he have a note but he's got a chain of paper clips across the opening to discourage <laughs> visitors from stepping in. 
Mr. Wells, a 33-year-old civil servant in Phoenix, took the measures after another coworker barged in, <laughs> leaned over his shoulder to peer in on his computer. And at the time, she was so close, I could smell her gum, he said. So apparently, being in the office is not, not all that it's cracked up to be. Some people prefer to be at home. You know, so the, the idea that's really, really cool is work from anywhere. You know, it's not even necessarily just work from home. You can work anywhere. Um, you know, when we heard about what our friends at MGM are doing, you know, going out and creating opportunities for people to, you know, just set up shop there. I think it's a freedom that, I um, mean, we had Quincy Faison yesterday on Tell Me Something Good. I loved his analogy. He said it's a reset that, you know, people are going to start rethinking how they work, where they work, why they work. So I love that. I just want to know if he's going to start shooting staples at people as they walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, one, more, one more little piece of fun content. <sighs> Top Gun fans unite. Hollywood is hosting a massive movie prop sale. If you thought the toilet paper aisle felt like the purge this spring, just wait for this $6 million plus auction. Some of the things that are being auctioned away and the range of dollars that are going to be spent on it. Obi-Wan's lightsaber from the original Star Wars, $25,000 to $35,000. The Maverick helmet from Top Gun, which I know Jim is going to go spend money on this, like 100%. This is going to end up in my mother's house, $50,000 to $70,000. The 11-foot spaceship from Alien, $300,000 to $500,000 for this spaceship from Alien? I got no, there's no way. I got well, well, so oh. th there's two things with that last one. Two things is certainly it's a hell of a lot of money, but where the hell are you going to put it? I love it. I love it. I, although I think some of that memorabilia is really cool and with people staying home more or whatever, you get to enjoy that kind of stuff, but it does wear off. I mean, would look at you. Look at, would you for five grand buy Edward Scissor scissor hands though? <laughs> would you? Buy um, would I? You? No, <laughs> no. Um, would I string together a bunch of scissors and say that I paid five grand for it? Maybe. You know? But okay. but the idea here is that look look at the the memorabilia that you and I have from all of the years that we were in sports. You in it, me around it. Uh, all of the Coachula autographs, you know, to somebody that's worth unbelievable. So uh, one man's garbage is another man's riches. So uh, oh, good stuff. Jim had an employee that did the paperclip chain as well. So Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe You know I, what? Maybe they need the scissor hands to keep maybe from their cubicle. Maybe, maybe that's an employee who's focused on the wrong shit. How's there that? you go. Okay, so getting into the real content of the day, what really matters, um, we're starting September, right? So there are four months left of the year, two-thirds of the year are gone. So let's talk about fours. And shout out to Mike Santangelo, who I had a, a virtual coffee with yesterday. We talked a ton, and he referenced the book, The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. So it, we had a great conversation about it. We were talking about I thought we should talk about that. We should pull up the four agreements, talk about what they are and how they apply to you and the way you should use them. So I'm going to This is unbelievable because this book is like mid to late nineties. Yeah. That when it came out, those of us that were in sales, it was a must read. It right. was like, if you were talking to other professionals who didn't 
understand this book, they were considered, you know, like seriously an outcast. Like, how could you not? So this is deep rooted fundamental stuff that when you shot it back to me, it brought back memories of where I was and my morning coffees that we were talking about this shit with Barzoni and Kaminsky. Really cool shit. Man. And it, it drives home a lot of what we talk about on a daily yeah. basis. First well, shit can in, come from nowhere, dude. This right. came from <laughs> behavior. <laughs> so the first agreement is be impeccable with your word, which the easiest way to think about that is your vocabulary. We talk about words of the day all the time. We talk about when somebody says something that is just a word that sticks out to you. Your vocabulary matters. How you say things is just important as what you say. So the vocabulary is huge on that. The other part is the internal dialogue, right? What you say to yourself on a daily basis, what's happening inside of here, the words you're using, the affirmations you're giving yourself, and how you're building yourself up on a daily basis are critical to building the mindset for the right activity on a daily so here's basis. So a, here's a quick tip on affirmations. You can go on YouTube, plug in I am, and there are talk tracks that you can put headphones in, go to sleep, and you train your brain, I am worthy, I am responsible, I am, I am. Most people say they're not, they can't. I won't, I shouldn't, I couldn't, I, you know, so you can talk track, you know, that you can mentally condition your brain to do that. And when you do that, and I have a few of my clients who are doing that and they're like on day 21 and they're like breathing fire. So I love that. When you talk about mental conditioning, that's talking about choosing what you say out loud too, right? Everybody's got negative thoughts, right? That's going to happen. But as soon as you choose to verbalize it, sharing it out loud amplifies it that much more. So choosing what to say and choosing what to say about others, right? Be careful about, about what you say. There's a lot of lyrics out there and songs that I love, but you know, when, when somebody starts talking about somebody else to me, I know that immediately sends up a red flag, especially if it's a person that I don't even know, you know, like what, what would give you the, the, how you could, you know, feel comfortable to talk about them in that way. So be careful about what you say about others. Jeremy, Jeremy Mish talks about imposter syndrome. That's my content coming up this week, my friend. So uh, way to foreshadow. And our friend Paul Rushton from across the ocean, um, salutations. Nice, <laughs> nice word, man. Nice it. word. Love so it. The second agreement is don't take anything personal. And this rings true to me. Back in 2007, the team slogan at Florida State was, it's not about me. We had it printed on every single shirt, it's not about me. Take yourself out of it, right? Focus on the things you need to do, not only to make yourself successful, but everybody else around you. Start delivering value on a daily basis to everybody that you interact with. It's not about me. Don't take it personal. Bad shit happens. It's not about me. How can I move forward in order to keep making everybody around me better? So just so that people know that this is not a kiss ass fest for me to go, yes, you're right. I challenge that one and I challenge it because I take everything personally. That's why I, it matters to me. It matters what happens. So that's a fine line between don't take it personally, meaning when bad shit happens, you can't let it cripple you. It's not always about you, 
But there are things that are about you that you can control. That goes back to control the controllables. Control you can control, which is different. And so, and so, right. So, you know, I take it personally, you know, well, every engagement I get in, I am committed to getting them up the mountain personally. I take it personally when I failed and I do fail, but I do take it personally. It does t take a chunk away from me. So I, I, I want to be clear that the best of the best do care. Sure. And I think making sure that you're clear in the way that you go about taking something personal and that it's constructive and that it helps you move forward because people who allow it to fester inside of them, it cripples them. Number three, don't make assumptions. And I'll never forget the first time you ever told me this. And you asked me, you said, do you know, do you know why you shouldn't assume? And you literally pulled out a piece of paper from a drawer and wrote assume down and drew a line in between and said, because you make, you make an ass, ass out of you, you and, and me. <laughs> never assume the easiest way to not get caught up in making assumptions is ask the question. If you're not sure, ask. If you think you need to know and you need clarification, ask. We talk, I, I have this conversation with all of the people that I'm working with. If you get told to do something and it doesn't make sense to you, you're never going to be able to accomplish that task to the best of your ability because you don't really understand why the fuck you're doing it. Which That's if you don't understand point. why you're doing it, then you can never really do it right. So ask the question. Don't be afraid to say, hey, why am I doing this? Or can you explain that to me in a way where I get a better understanding of it? High performing cultures allow for that question and answer that retort. Hey, I want to learn better. Not bitching. I don't want, you know, that's not the communication. The communication is, hey, you know, boom, you know, I, I want to get better at this because by learning you can do two things. You can get better at it and then you can teach the person behind you. Uh, so I love it. The fourth one, the last one, always do your best, which is like so fluffy and, and, but I think always do your best because you can only define what your best is. Like you can have people set goals for you. You can, you know, at the end of every day, you know, when you wake up, what you can do. You know where you're cheating, and if and when you're cheating, you are only cheating one person, and you're cheating. Right. You say what you want about the company and hitting numbers and all that. You cheat yourself 100% of the time, and people always say you get what you deserve. I challenge that. I say you deserve what you give. Whatever, you, whatever you put in, whatever you earn, you get what you give, you deserve what you give. And I think that's the way by not cheating yourself, you understand, I'm going to continue to give to people around me, to my profession, to my performance in order to get something in return. So uh, two things, first of all, shout out to Todd Stevenson. I'm really looking forward to having coffee with you and your wife. Thanks for being part of this. He did take the bait and jumped into a virtual. So I'm curious to hear about you and what's going on in your life. But I want to bring a term based on what you just said, Mark, that I think is very relevant in sports where people say, I left it on the field. You know, if you know, and, and Coach Wants that was great at this. He goes, Listen, win or lose, if you can look yourself in the mirror, and that goes back to the song yesterday, Man in the Mirror, and say, I gave it everything I had, I didn't have enough to win. That doesn't mean I 
you know, I, I'm it's okay. okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. You, know, you don't. I think the challenge is, especially in sales, is at the end of the month, the end of the year, whatever. If you can look yourself in the mirror and go, "Wow, I didn't really give it everything," so I didn't get everything. You know, listen, Bronx Tale, wasted talent, baby, man. You know, I mean, that is. There's nothing worse in life than wasted talent. So it's awesome. So those are the four. I was going to go into the influencing model, but we'll save that for another day. But uh, you got four months left, right? So whatever it is that you want to do with the rest of the year, it just starts with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror, decide you're going to change your mindset first because it will lead to the behavior that will get you to where you want to go. And if it doesn't, you'll be able to say, you know what? I'm okay because I gave it everything I had. And so it's interesting before the huddle, we do our own huddle. What were we talking about in terms of calendar? What month were we talking about before we got on this? We were talking about our 90 days. <laughs> like, right. oh, so we're already, you know, uh, we're already, you December. know, we're so, December. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so thank you all for joining us. Kimberly Benton. Great to see you. Big shout out to uh, Johnny Earl. If you're not following him, he was one of the best speeches I have ever seen in person. He's just a drop dead, smart, cool dude, genuine and authentic. I'm so thrilled to have him in here. Jessica Tobin, thank you for your thank you note. I'm glad that we can help everybody make it a terrific Tuesday. Uh, Kitty McGowan, great to be here. And uh, Young Noodleberg, let's go out and make some shit happen today. Let's go. First of the month. Get up.